Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into Talking About Balls. Welcome back. I am your host, Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what's up? Man, it's been it's been a long, a long time. time. <laughs> How do we do this again? I forget. I don't remember. Um, yeah, so obviously you guys are very familiar with the corona and all that bullshit that went on that cut the world of sports. Uh, cut it out completely, actually. I can't even say cut in half. So... With that time, my shift got changed, nothing was happening in sports, we kind of decided that it's probably for the best. Kyle's in the middle of buying a house, we figured it was for the best to just take the time off, because why throw a bunch of random ass shit on there, on here? Like, I'm sure you guys heard local radio stations trying to still do sports talk with no sports happening. Wasn't very good. It was awkward. Yeah, so we decided we didn't want to be that kind of people, those kind of people, so we just decided to not do anything, because I figure nothing is better than half-assing. So we're back. We're better than ever. Sports are happening uh, very weirdly because there's no fans and the NBA, all the teams are playing in one place. Baseball teams are all kind of secluded to one coast. Um, Football is trying to get training camp going, bunch of masks, stuff like that. They're still debating on if they can have fans in the stadium. Uh, It's a whole thing. The world is upside down. It's completely different. So... We look forward to seeing how everything shapes out and how we can continue the show. So that's pretty much it. That's the little intro. You got anything right, else? We're, we're done. All right, guys. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have a great. No, I got nothing. It's been weird. I mean, I think the last time we recorded was what beginning of March, right before St. Patrick's Day, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I know at that point we were talking upcoming draft. We were talking March Browns. Madness, we were talking like, March. Oh, yeah. We had all these plans that we were going to yep. do for March Madness, all this stuff we were going to do for the for the show, and then all of a sudden, it's like you woke up one day, and then this, the flip, the switch got flipped, and boom. Yeah, like we we were doing that. Out. We were doing that contest, which we can start back up again now that we're doing the show again. We were doing that Cleveland sports bracket, mm-hmm. and that was another thing of like I didn't want to continue doing the bracket without having a show behind it. I felt right. like that was just kind of cheesy to be like, hey, interact on Facebook with these, you know votes and stuff like that but we're not doing a show to talk about it so uh i just decided to not even bother but we're back everything's kind of back and here we are so without further ado let's talk about some balls yes i miss talking about balls what do you want to start off with pick your sport kyle i'm, I'm right. giving you it on the spot we didn't we didn't pre-plan gonna this at all. randomly think let's hit with uh, you know let's go with the hot and heavy right now let's go with the uh, nba all right nba all right, for those of you keeping track at home, the NBA had a mini preseason slash warm-up season, if you will, to get going into the playoffs. The seeding was pretty much locked up, except for a couple of teams. Um, the Phoenix Suns were the big surprise. They went undefeated in the bubble. However, bubble champions wasn't good enough. They still didn't even get the eight seed. But that just goes to show you how important regular season games are. And I know I've said it on here a lot, and I mean it wholeheartedly. I hate losing more than I like winning. The Indians were just on, not to switch sports, but the Indians were just on like a six or seven game winning streak or something like that, and it snapped last night. I was more pissed about that one loss than I was happy about the win streak they were just on. That just goes to show you how much I hate losing because, especially for basketball, or or baseball, I mean with a 60-game season, one loss is important. Those games are so fucking important. Even if you're in a 162-game season, Every game is important because how many times do you come down to the end of the season and you're like, shit, we're two games out or we're a game and a half out. How big were those games that you just took for granted in the beginning of the season? I look at it as go out there and try to win every single fucking night. Well, I think and, like every what every win or every loss equals three games played. Yeah, just about like <clears throat> two and a half or something like that. Yeah, almost so three. I mean, and, and the fact of how they lost last night, I mean, they had the lead. They were up big. 
and then they yeah they were up five to nothing and they blew it a seven run inning to Detroit who we yeah. had I think what a nineteen game win streak against I think or it was twenty in the game twenties yeah I think it might have been twenty one and that or snapped like that. last night yeah yep. that's that's just uh, unfortunate but so back to basketball but that just goes to show you that in the regular season the Suns. I mean, if the Suns would have won a handful more games, they, yeah. they would have had a chance of making the eight seed, which would have been huge. They were the hottest team in the bubble. Who knows? Maybe they surprised the one seed Lakers. Uh, I mean, the Blazers did game one. Game two came back to reality, lost by 30. But yep. but still, I mean, that's that's what I, how I look at it. When you miss the playoffs by a game or two, think back to those <clears> games that you took for granted where you were like, shit, we probably should have won those games. They're more meaningful than you think. Just because they're in the regular season, they're early season, doesn't matter. A win's a win. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's been interesting watching. I mean, I'll tell you what, the NBA out of every sport so far, what being two sports now that have been trying to... Two and a half. Golf, too. I guess you can count golf. No, 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 it's still two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how they've done the interactiveness with the the virtual fans, mm. you know, because it's always interesting. You tune into a game, like, who's going to be watching a game? Like, was it two nights ago? Well, little Wayne was Lil there. Little Wayne. He was front, smoking. He had, yeah, he got a uh, he got a courtside seat almost. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, but it's, it's really interesting how they've done it. The bubble, they've they've had no corona, uh, COVID testing positive for the last couple months, right? Like two months or whatever since they've yeah, been the there. Yeah, the NBA's done a really good job they've they've done an extremely good job of what it takes to actually put and you know you watch the game and you think about it like you're watching you normally watch nba games and you see you see some fans like how they always shoot the games like yeah you see some fans you don't really get the view of fans no matter what so it's really not that different other no. than how quiet it kind of is a little bit that's the big <clears> difference for me is the there's no sense of home court advantage yeah yeah and so that's, that's a huge thing that's interesting though yeah. i mean it makes it this is going to show you in my opinion this is going to show you just the best players yeah, yeah. best players are going to go forward because well, it, what, you can't blame it on anything else what i think really it shows too is um you know those those all-star like those those star players are always going to perform on the road or at home right and who doesn't perform well on the road are those like secondhand yep. players because it's all mental to them yeah they don't have to worry about that now so now and you they're can all really so use your, far from home too yeah, and you can use your secondhand guys to really come through in the clutch because they're going to perform because there's nothing psyching them out there's no fans yelling at them or nothing. whatever so it's been really interesting it's the just games. neutral sites except for the magic i mean technically the orlando magic are home but that's they, true they're still down two to one they they lost again today so but i mean it's their season's going to be wrapping up soon yeah I mean, it's just one of those things, and, and I've seen some, a lot of high-scoring games too. I oh mean, yeah, I mean that's just the NBA. There's there's <clears> not a lot of defense being played, right? But it, it's been interesting to watch. I've liked it, what I've seen so far. Oh yeah, I've been I've been actually been really watching good. a lot of yeah. basketball lately. Um, is it because I've been deprived of sports for the last few months? Absolutely. Sure, but it was the same thing with baseball. When baseball the season started, I was watching games that I would never watch in a normal year. But it's because fuck it, I just want to watch some baseball. I'm not like, gonna I'm lie, so I'm excited to see sports during the uh, quarantine when they had the uh, ESPN Ocho. I was watching every sport on there because yeah. that was technically it's a competition. To do. Yeah, it's it was different. fun to watch. Like, how are you gonna climb up that that silicone jelly staircase? Like opening weekend, opening weekend for baseball. <clears throat> I was on vacation, so I missed all three Indians games live on TV. I was listening to a couple of them, all that. Uh, Sunday night we got home from our trip, and I think it was the Mets against the Braves Sunday night baseball. Normally, I would never ever turn that game on. Right. I watched the whole fucking thing because I wanted to watch live sports so bad. I watched right. the whole damn game. Um, but yeah, so so NBA is hot and heavy right now. Uh, again, the couple things I was irritated about about the way they were redoing the season. Um, I feel like it hurts certain teams. It hurts teams like the Cavaliers who are young, up and coming. Those players need these games to develop. And they missed, you know, about half a season. 
and they're now going to be missing another almost half a season because this upcoming season is going to be starting so late and awkwardly, and it's just, I don't know, everything's a little off. I feel like it really was to benefit the good teams, which at the end of the day, it should. Yeah. Shame on the Cavs for not being good. Uh, that's they're their fault. To, they were starting, they were starting to, to pick it up bit, for yeah. sure, but I just look at it in terms of like, you know, the, the good teams get rewarded, and that's what's happening. Speaking of good teams getting rewarded, oh boy, the NBA draft lottery was Thursday night. It is the most fucking bullshit anything in sports. It's such horse shit. They do it behind closed doors. It goes nothing off of your record. Um, Nothing shady about that, by the way. Yeah, nothing shady about doing a behind closed doors draft lottery where it never seems to add up. Right. Because the Knicks and the Cavs have sucked. They've been the two of the worst teams in the league for the last two years. Both have not gotten a top three pick in the last two years in the lottery. That's, That's a shame. The NBA needs to fix that. They should just do by record. But I believe there's shady dealings excuse me, going on behind the scenes. And something tells me that if you give Adam Silver a little bit extra money or if you do something for them, you're getting a good draft pick. Got to grease the palms, you're saying. Absolutely. I see. Grease the wheel. So uh, if you guys are unfamiliar with what happened, again, the New York Knicks were the worst team in the league, arguably. I think technically record-wise Golden State was, then the Cavs, then the Knicks. Um. The New York Knicks somehow got the eighth overall pick. That's absurd for being so bad. Because, again, last year, I think they were the statistical number one worst team, and they got, like, the seventh pick last year. They also got fucked. So the NBA draft lottery is a complete sham. I hate it. Uh, The Cavs got the fifth pick for those Cleveland fans at home. This draft is so weak that it doesn't really matter where you're picking, if I'm being honest, but it is just horse shit that the Cavs sucked for two straight years. Two straight years, they haven't even gotten a top three pick. It's just annoying. Like you'd think the NBA would have a little more common sense to just go strictly off record. Then these bad teams would probably not be there anymore. They've worked enough to where if you're if you're benching guys on back to backs and you're resting, things like that, you get in trouble. So they want you to put out the best product possible. And then they give a team like the Knicks, who were the worst team in the league, the eighth overall pick, where they're probably not gonna be able to get any type of franchise changing player. So how are you going to punish one team for not putting out the best product and then punish a bad team by not letting them put out a better product? You know what I mean? Right. That's kind of how I look at it. The NBA is kind of like double-fisting themselves. And it's not like New York can even pull like big free agents. Nobody wants to go there and play. No, the the the, the whole organization of the Knicks used to be like the Lakers or like the, the Celtics. It used to be a franchise that teams, people wanted to go to. It's New right. York. It's the Madison Square Garden. It's Spike Lee, all that bullshit. But they're so poorly ran right now. Who uh, who owns them? Uh, James Dolan. Dolan. Oh, cousin, that name sounds cousin familiar. Cousin of uh, Indians owners, <laughs> Paul Dolan. Uh, but yeah, so so everybody hates the Knicks with a passion. Nobody wants to go there. There were huge rumors in the offseason. I had to talk to my friends. If they're going to listen to this, shout out to Mike, Pat, and Brian. Huge Knicks fans from Long Island, that area. Um, but they agree. They said the Knicks got fucked in the draft. They hate Dolan. They... They were kind of expecting possibly getting Kyrie Irving. They were expecting getting Kevin Durant in free agency. Yeah. Both went to Brooklyn, down the street, basically. Yeah. That just shows you where the Knicks are right now as an organization. People don't want to play for them. No. So the fact that they, they got a, the eighth overall pick when they were so bad last year just further proves that they're probably going to be really bad again next year. Who are even the top like two prospects in this draft? I know Ball is one of them. He is it Lamelo? Is it Lamelo? Yeah, Lamelo Ball or something like that. Uh, there's a few guys. There's a couple. I'm not too familiar with them to be honest. I'm not he's a big top five fan. for Ball, so we're gonna get Balls. Are you trying to? Tell Honestly, me? more than likely he'll he'll probably be there at five. 
Um, let me look up a mock draft right here. Well, now that we have the official draft order out. But really quick, so just to go through the order, um, we have the Cavaliers got the fifth overall pick. The here I'll just here I got the mock draft right here from one day ago, post lottery edition. So I'll go down in order of the, just the teams picking. So I said the Knicks got the eighth eighth pick. I won't go any higher than that. Seventh, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, sixth overall, Atlanta Hawks. Five is Cavaliers. Four, Chicago Bulls. Three, Charlotte Hornets. Two, Golden State Warriors. The rich get richer. Though I mean, that franchise has suffered so much, though. They deserve a draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys sense my sarcasm. And the number one overall pick went to the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves. So... Just based off of their mock draft here, they have the Minnesota Timberwolves selecting Anthony Edwards, shooting guard out of Georgia. They have the Golden State Warriors selecting James Wiseman, center out of Memphis, seven foot one. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, they have him t- them taking Lamelo Ball, interesting, the third overall pick. So yeah, he could be a top three, top five pick ish. Uh, Chicago Bulls taking Obi Toppin, power forward out of Dayton. Shout out to Dayton, Ohio. Kind of close. Toppin, I-, I heard about him. Yeah. And then here we go. This is where it gets funny. Cavaliers, they have them selecting Denny of Dija, guard from Maccabee, Tel Aviv. Of course they do. A foreign guy. Of course they do. You know, just somebody I've honestly never even heard of. I'm not too familiar with, like, all these prospects and stuff. Um, so we'll get into the mock drafting for the NBA further down. That's when I'll start to do my research because, I mean, the lot- lottery was two nights ago, so I haven't really done a ton. Um, Is the draft still on track to be on time this year? Or they push that back too? Oh, they push it back. They're, the the NBA draft is typically in uh, June, right? So they're pushing it back to what, October. I think it's October yeah. right now. They have it set up because they're restarting the new season when, like, right after the draft, almost like Novemberish. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be like end of no end of October. <clears throat> so like, they're literally going to get what two months off, a month off, if that. It's crazy. I mean, the finals, depending on what teams get there, the finals will be happening within, you know, mid to end September. So September, October, there's Man. almost like maybe a month off. For if you're a good team, you get maybe a month. LeBron's off. gonna get hurt, quote unquote, in about three months after the new season, so he can rest for a while. Oh, he'll rust for sure, but <laughs> it'll be good because it'll be after the Lakers win a championship. You think they're real? So let's get on that topic. Who, let's talk about it. Who is who's your finals prediction right now? Well, so I did a lot of I had a lot of soul searching that happened. Obviously, Kobe passed away this year. Um, R.I.P. Uh, you know. Top five player of all time, not even in in the conversation of overall number one. Let's not even get that twisted. But it got me thinking about the history of the NBA and how much I love it. I love players that have never won championships. Like Allen Iverson is arguably my favorite NBA player of all time. He's up there. Never won a championship. So to me, that's the only argument people have for the LeBron James debate. LeBron doesn't have as many rings as Michael Jordan. Okay, that's fine. And then you go... Well, Jordan lost a lot in the first round. LeBron's never lost in the first round. Then they go, well, he was undefeated in the finals. Okay, that's a fair stat. Jordan's or LeBron's been to the finals more than Jordan, and he'll he'll probably get to the finals almost twice as much as Jordan. But because he didn't win as many, that's going to be his downfall. Getting to the finals is just as hard as winning it almost. Um, so kind of. I mean, with some of the teams LeBron carried to the finals. Well, I mean, I, you can compare the teams that they've had to go through to get to the finals. Right. I agree with that statement. I mean, the teams that Jordan had to go through to get to the finals were. Cape Don't get Wars. me wrong. The Heat getting to the finals with LeBron not that tough. That team was loaded. They were stacked. The Cavaliers teams getting to the finals. I mean, we had some tough teams we had to get through. The Celtics were an up and coming team. Uh, the Raptors were an up and coming team. I mean, don't get me wrong. They stood no chance against us because LeBron James is just that good. 
But those were legitimate teams. Right. You know, I mean, look at the Raptors right now. A lot of people say they only won because Kawhi last year. They They're won the championship. pretty good this year, too. This year, they had a better record than last yeah. year without Kawhi. Yeah. So the Raptors are just a very good, very well-run organization. Um, but back to what I was getting at. So watching watching The Last Dance, I don't think we ever had a chance to talk about that on here, did we? No, that could be like a whole episode. Yeah, we'll get to that another time. But obviously, I love Michael Jordan as well. So watching The Last Dance just kind of made me realize like how great watching these types of players are. And instead of arguing who's better and who's worse and, you know, he didn't do this, he did this, it just kind of makes me go, you know what, fuck it. I hope LeBron gets just as, if not more, rings as Michael Jordan. Has any player ever won three titles with three different teams? I'm sure people have, but not probably a, like a star. Are you starting. sure they have? I don't think. I don't. There might be a couple people. I that know people who've won twice. Okay, like journeyman or whatever. Like Robert Ori has a ring with the Lakers. He has a ring with the Spurs. Like yeah, the guys like Two. that. Two. Yeah, but I mean that's just off the top of my head. Yeah. there might be a couple people. But there's been no superstars that have ever no, won more that than I can think of with championships with three different teams. Not that I can think of. Would that not right there cement him? Right. Like Jordan went to the Bull or went to the Wizards. A year after winning a championship in 98, a lot of people like forget about it. They act like his career ended in, in 99. He went to the Wizards. They never made the playoffs. They sucked. He wasn't a good enough player to lead that team. And then people go, oh, he was old. LeBron's older now than Jordan was that year. Yeah. And LeBron's going to the, in the playoffs still with the Lakers. So there's yeah, a lot he, of he things. He Kwame Brown, though. I mean, that was then a hell of a player back then. He drafted him. That was his fault. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the, 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 <laughs> you know, he can't even fucking, at least LeBron knows how to pick good teammates. Michael Jordan couldn't even do that. <laughs> But that's like the argument that people have about Jordan or LeBron, and then then it starts to get technical, and then they'll go, "Well, the competition was different back then, and oh, the NBA was tougher back then." Like, there's a million excuses people make, so you're never there, gonna win. There's the argument. there's always like you know you can agree on both sides of the spectrum. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I see your point, and then it's like, oh, okay, I see your point. I mean, it's true. The NBA was different back then. 100. How they played back then was a lot different than they do yeah. now. Could LeBron survive back then? Maybe LeBron's if LeBron's beast. size and athleticism. Nobody was like that back yeah, then. Yeah, he could have ran. He, he would have ran he past pro- everybody. He probably would have played better back in the day. Yeah. than he did now. He would have got fouled um, a lot, but he's a tough motherfucker. Um. So yeah. So getting back to what I was saying, uh, or what you asked about the finals, my prediction is going to be Boston versus Lakers. The NBA could not be happier for this outcome. You think Boston versus Lakers? Yeah, it's going to be really Boston versus La- Los Angeles, the classic rivalry. Um, I mean that Boston team's good. Uh, really, the only legit competition to me coming out of the East would be the obviously the Bucks. They're the one seed. They're the number. They have Giannis reigning, uh, excuse me, reigning MVP. Bush lights awfully burpy tonight. They really are. They 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 make me burp a lot. <laughs> um, but they have the reigning MVP and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So you would expect them to maybe make that extra step. But at this point, I don't have the trust in the Bucks to do that. Right. I don't know. I mean, they could prove me wrong, and I would love to see the Bucks against the Lakers personally because that's good for. That's good for small market teams like the Cavs again. To see right. Milwaukee Bucks make it to the NBA Finals, great news. Seeing Boston against Los Angeles, you're kind of like, what the fuck? You know, it's like... We're, we've been here before. Exactly. We've seen this before. It's two, two of the biggest, richest cities in America in the Finals, and you're like, whatever. To me, that kind of turns me off, if I'm being honest. Bucks lakers I'd be a little more excited for. So you have nobody else in your in your opinion that's coming out of the West. You think it's just the Lakers, no matter what? Yes, I think it's going to, depending on how the, I don't know how the brackets are going to line up. I haven't really looked at it. I think it'll be, the the NBA championship is coming out of LA. Whether it's the Clippers against the Lakers, or or Lakers or Clippers, one of those two teams against somebody in the East. I just think it's going to be an LA team. I don't think the Rockets are going to be able to, to make it. I think when Russell Westbrook actually hits the court, he makes the team a little worse. 
because you're taking the ball out of James Harden's hand, and I think that kind of screws your team up. Don't get me wrong, they're great. I mean, I know the Rockets are a good team. They're no slouch, but I just take, give me playoff LeBron over anybody at this point until I'm proven wrong. I think the Lakers-Clippers one's going to be interesting because it's going to come down to them. I agree with you. I think, one of yeah, those two. I think the NBA championship comes out of L.A. one way or the other. It's going to be it's going to be very intense series. Which, that's another thing, too. If Kawhi wins a championship with the Clippers, there's your th- three, there you go. three teams oh my God. player there right you go. there. It could happen with two different people. I didn't even think about that. So, yeah, a lot of good shit going on in the NBA. I mean, if you guys want a quick recap of the the, the, the series that are going on right now, we have the Lakers are, are tied 1-1 one to one with the Blazers. They play game three tonight. I can go down the list. I pulled it up, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we have... <clears throat> I was going to try to wing it off the top of my head, and I think I know them all, I thought but maybe I probably would have fucked it up. I, I, just, I, I guess I could have <laughs> just checked you. Um, Let's try that. You have it up. I'll name them off. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. All right, go ahead. All right, so we've got the Heat up 3-0. They won today. Uh, heat up three nothing. Correct. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. We have the Bucks up two to one. They 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 fell asleep at the wheel in game one. Correct. So that's two to one. They won today. Uh, we have the Rockets currently winning. They're about to be up three to nothing if they win today. They were winning last time I saw the score. If they win today, they will be up three nothing. Correct. Okay. Uh, we have the Clippers are now up two to one. They are up two over to the one. over yeah. the Mavs. Um, <laughs> with some interesting coaching changes with Doc Rivers. Yeah, there you're yesterday. not kidding. Uh, who am I missing? We have the Jazz, Boston Celtics. Jazz are up. Nuggets, did you say that? Uh, no, so the Nuggets are up, or I'm sorry, Jazz are up 2-1? to one? Correct. Okay, yeah, yeah. On a roll. We have Boston up 3 nothing. Which that series kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought 76ers I mean, would be a little more competitive. You would think. 76ers are one of those pipe dream teams. of They, they tanked for so long, they built that team, and you're expecting, okay, take it to the next level, and they suck. They're, they're just not a good team. What was the famous saying they used? What was it? Uh, trust, the trust the process. Yep. And how did that work? Not working. And then you you say uh, you said Bucks Magic. Yeah, two to one Bucks. Yeah. Did I get them all? You did. Oh hell yeah! Congratulations, that, everybody. And that was no bullshit. I didn't touch anything. I was just off the top of my head. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty much it. Um. So yeah. So that's what's going on in the NBA right now. Uh. Obviously, first round. I really love this setup because the other ways the playoffs used to be is you'd maybe get one or two games a night. Um. They wouldn't it feels start like March Madness. I'm not gonna it's lie. Awesome, dude. At one o'clock, I got a fucking basketball. I came, game I came home. I came home from work today early, yeah. and I turn. I'm flipping on the TV. I'm like, what am I watching? Is that is that a replay game that's nope. on right now? Nope, that's live, a live game. Playoff games. It's at like March Madness. It's fucking awesome. I, I love, love this setup. So that's why I'm really excited. They I mean, should do this all the time. We should always yeah, have coronavirus NBA, around. Yeah, the NBA needs to figure this out. <laughs> and keep this going. Uh, so yeah, the, the the NBA, the Lakers are playing in two hours. I mean, that's awesome. What a Saturday night. That's gonna be a hell of a game. Uh, speaking of games going on, we'll get we'll shift gears here and get to the Major League Baseball. Baseball. We'll go to baseball because... Do we, what do we call them? The Indians? The tribe? The they're Cleveland still the team? Indians. They're Are still they the still Indians the right Indians? now. Yeah. Okay. They, uh, they had some interesting shit happen. We'll get over everything in the NBA in a minute. But um, they got... They had some issues, if you guys are unfamiliar. I just want to talk about it now because the game's already started. So Tristan McKenzie making his major league debut for the Cleveland Indians because Zach Plesek and Mike Clevenger could not stay in their hotels bad, while in Chicago. Bad boys, bad boys. They decided to go out partying. They got caught. The team is pissed. They were sent down to the uh, minor league squad, whatever the fuck it's they called were these days. Yeah, yeah, they were they optioned were, down yeah. to the uh, the alternate facility, whatever they're calling they're it They're down there days. getting their practice in is what they So, yeah, they're saying. basically hanging out like AAA players. Um Still getting paid like MLB players, though. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Their their <laughs> their contracts haven't changed. Their 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 paychecks. It's like a vacation the same, but, for them, honestly. But but at the same time, it's very embarrassing, and it, sure, it, you lose your trust sure. of your teammates. There's a lot of rumors going on that if Tristan McKenzie shows up really well today, 
Clevenger could be gone. I would trade Clevenger. Trade deadline is in like a week I mean, or something. My like that. hot it's take, I was going to wait till we got to, but I, I honestly would be looking for a trade With how loaded right this pitching staff is, we need bats in the worst way. The Indians' offense is fucking abysmal. They have their hits and misses. Don't get me wrong. They have one day they might look okay, then another day. Like, they just swept the Pirates. One of the games they scored like like five plus runs in two of the three. Yep. The other game they won two to nothing yep. because Bieber pitched a gem. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Bieber. It was yeah, so, two nothing. So if we don't have our and one of those like runs that, came on a fluke, the fucking catcher exactly. pulled his foot off the plate. So if we don't if we don't play that well, or pitching wise, if we if we don't pitch that well, I mean two runs is not going to cut it in Major League Baseball most of the time. We're very fucking fortunate right now because of the the Indians pitching staff that they they are where they are that they're still competitive because the offense has been a joke. I've been tweeting about it, I was bitching about it, but for a, for a good week or two. There was a span where the Indians' offense was a, was embarrassingly bad, like historically bad. Uh, they're starting to figure it out a little bit. Still, really, I'm not very comfortable with them right now. I think they do need to make some moves. Um, early in this Corona shit, Yasiel Puig was about to get signed, but because of some like Corona shit and testing and blah blah blah, Mackenzie has one K already, by the way. Just nice. It uh it fell through. So a guy like Yasiel Puig is still available. What could the Indians use right now more than a corner outfielder? Um, in a, a bat, good bat. A bat. Yeah, he has both of those. And a coach that can stay in the dugout longer than oh, well, he's a couple sick. days. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay <laughs> with Sandy Elmar being our backup, like our replacement interim coach for the time being. But, uh, but yeah, so the Indians need to make a move. They need to get a power bat. They need to get a decent outfielder. Well, um, I mean, it's just... Well, here's my... The here's, Dolan's being cheap. I mean, Yasiel Puig is out there for the sure. fucking taking. Sign Agreed. the guy. My opinion is, is I don't... And this is just my opinion, is just I don't trust Clevinger. I, I really don't. The way his... He's been okay, his starts, but he's, he has not been the Mike Clevenger that we knew a year or two ago. Like, every time he pitches, like, I get nervous because yeah. he's he's putting him in places where, where batters are hitting. He's not consistent with his strikes. He's all over the place. He's throwing him in the dirt. He's just not there. And in my mind, I'm like, this dude's fucking token up before he goes out there and plays baseball. Cause and with how great our pitching staff is, yeah. he really is, to me, number four he's option. one of the weak links. Three, him number and Carrasco, three or number four. I hate to say it because I know Carrasco's overcome a lot, so I love the guy. He's, you know, forever an Indian. I think if they looked into putting him in the bullpen, it's not a bad idea. No, for, I think Carrasco is a guy. good two-inning pitcher for you. Come in in like the seventh and carry you to the close, or at least to the ninth. He's a good fastball pitcher. He has stuff that moves. I agree with you, but I think Clevenger should be being shopped right now. I think Plesac is someone I don't want to let go, though. Um, right. No, no, no. You keep him. I, I you Let him just take his, his hand slap or whatever, and but keep him, because I think he has a lot of potential talent. Yeah, he is still pretty new to the big league. Like, yeah. Like how to be a good teammate and things like that in the pros. This is a learning experience. Not to say Mike Clevenger's ever been a bad teammate or anything like that, but at the same time, I feel but like I've, he's been around long enough to where it's unexcusable. I feel like Clevenger's trying to get away with stuff that Bauer got away with, but he's not Bauer. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's just I mean because he's he's he tries to be like Bauer and like his social media rants he goes on. His yeah, those two are good friends. So they are I, good friends. They are a little too too alike for but, me. And right. You saw how that went for. Um, for Trevor Bauer, I mean, he got dealt. I love Trevor Bauer. Though. I do too. I wish he was still an Indian, honestly. But, but, but I'm this, saying he tries point. to be like Trevor Bauer, and, he, but, right. and that's what's getting him in trouble right now. Yeah, I, I honestly, I would be shopping. I would try trade him off for a bat, get a bat in there, and get rid of him. You can, if this guy does well today, you bring him up, make your fifth option, and go from there. Right, we will still be okay. Yeah, you know, that's just that's just my two cents. I just I don't like Clevenger. I just he needs to be gone. So yeah, leading up to that, 
Obviously, the baseball season started up. Baseball has decided to do a 60-game season. They're doing top two teams in each division make the playoff along with wild card. Um, so the Indians can make the playoffs, even being the second-place team in the Central, which to me is very doable. But at the same time, it's nothing to brag about. I'm the kind of person that I'm not okay with just making the playoffs and going home every year. I mean, like I get in a lot of arguments with people about how I hate the Dolans, and they're like, what else do you expect? The most consistent team in Cleveland, blah, blah, blah. And then I throw out there, how many championships? That's what matters. Yeah. I don't care how many playoff appearances you get when you fucking lose. The 2016 World Series run was awesome. Other than that... The other years have been letdowns. We haven't made the World Series. We lost in the playoffs. We won the division, but we lost in the playoffs. That's all that matters. If you don't win the last game of the season, your season was a fucking failure, in my opinion. Yeah. So I can't keep defending the Dolans because of how consistent they are just because we have a remotely good team. I understand we're a small market club. We're not the Yankees. We're not the Red Sox. We're not the Dodgers. You know, whatever. But at the same time... Throw one fucking World Series win in there. Throw a little. I know they tried. They almost had it. And they really did. But I, I just look at it as like, you know, there's money to be to be spent on this team. And I'm not saying give it all to Lindor. I understand that majority of teams that give players these max 300 million plus contracts, it doesn't work out to do anything. I mean, look at Mike Trout. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, hands down. A lot of people don't even really know about the guy because he plays on the West Coast. You don't you, see Angels. You games. could not pick out Mike Trout if you walked down no. the street. Guaranteed. And the Angels suck. That's the other thing. Mike Trout's locked up to this huge fucking 10-plus-year contract. Best player we might ever see play baseball. No lie, he's that good. But nobody fucking knows anything about him. Nope. He'll probably never win a championship because he's stuck in Anaheim now yep. or Los Angeles, wherever the fuck they call it. So I'm not a fan of these long-term handcuff contracts where you can't really afford to to build the team because you're suckered into this contract. So I'm not saying spend it all on, on Francisco Lindor. What I am saying, though, is this season you have a 60-game season. Two teams make the playoffs. You have this amazing pitching staff. Why didn't they spend more money on the offense? We have one of the worst offenses in baseball and arguably the best rotation in baseball. How do you have? How are you so far on the spectrum on one side and so far on the other side? That's what irritates me. It just sounds like a. I hate saying this, but it sounds like a Cleveland thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's literally it's the best is. pitching and starting pitching in baseball and arguably the worst offense. Yeah. How do you and not you even like, change? You a can little change that with. One simple trade. Yep. By bringing or a, a bat or maybe getting rid of and bringing in two, whatever. A quick signing. Like Absolutely. I, said, I, know, I hate to just keep banging the drum for Yasiel Puig, but, but trash Yasiel can? Puig would drum. be great. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I hate banging the Houston <laughs> trash cans for Yasiel Puig, which I want to get on Houston too a little bit. I remember I got into some arguments with people when that Houston shit went down, and people were defending them, and they were telling me that... Spears going down Houston will be fine. They're they're great players anyway without the trash cans, blah, blah, blah. And I just tell you people, do a quick Google search because they're, they're just now starting to play a little bit better. But uh, most of their batting averages suck. The team's not doing that great. Uh, for, for a team that usually run away with the division early with that good pitching staff, I know they lost Garrett Cole, and that's huge. But still, fuck the Astros. They're cheaters. Without the cheating hitting the trash cans, all their batting averages are down. They suck there, fuck them dude there's a legit twitter account they should have all been suspended by the way i stand with joe kelly and um i love joe kelly and uh trevor bauer uh there's a legit um twitter handle that's like uh astros like um whatever tour like a factory is whatever tour of the year it shows 
all the bean pitches, all the player, the batters getting hit. Good. It shows like the batting average. It shows like every week it it, it tracks Altuve's batting record, uh, batting average as it's going down, down, and down. Yep. All the errors he's committed. The one game he committed three errors in one game, uh, <laughs> which that has nothing to do with the trash can. No, but, but it's just fucking mental. funny. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, like, so it's just thing. it's just hilarious to me. But no, I mean. Astros. I hope that everybody gets up there and hits them with the with the ball. And what sucks is that they're stuck in one single small bubble of division this year. So they're going to see a lot of those teams over and over and over and over. And you know what? I look at it as those teams should be throwing at them the most anyway. Because think about a team like uh, the Rangers, same division. Who who didn't get to go to the playoffs because the Astros won the won the division every year? The Rangers. Yep. <laughs> These teams cheated. These teams cost people their jobs, people their their careers. There were players that, you know, maybe they have a clause in their contract. They could make X amount of dollars if their team makes the postseason. But the Astros were cheating. They're taking food off people's table. They're taking money out of their hands. Fuck the Astros. They are pieces we of shit. We got into that depth team about that on canceled. one episode. Yeah, that team about, should have been yeah. fucking... They should have got the death penalty for a year or two. Absolutely. Their punishment was bullshit. None of the players got suspended. Joe Kelly throws at a guy and, and talks a little shit and gets an eight-game suspension. More than any Astro player had gotten for cheating the fucking game. So shame on Major League Baseball for all that. I'll forever hate the Astros and every single player on that team. Except for Michael Brantley. He came after. Yeah, I like Michael Brantley. And he was a good Indian, and I respect him leaving because... It's another situation of the Indians just aren't going to pay people. So he had to move on. I respect that. Everybody else in the Astros, I hope I hope one day Michael Brantley, I hope he gets a very, very mild case of the corona. And he can't, he, so he can't be with the team. And then, like, their bus crashes or however they travel these days. I hope everybody else in the team, they can go fuck themselves. Everybody but Brantley. But, uh, but yeah, so baseball's how do, you, how do you really feel? Oh, Jesus you, Christ. I, I could have went way further. I was going to talk about a plane crash, but they're not flying anywhere right now, I don't think. So early predicts. Let's throw it out there. We do it all the time. Uh, baseball, you've seen them, watched a lot. Who are your favorites this year? It's it's hard for me, and I'm gonna, I'll just preface saying this. It's, I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, like Who would I predict to put in the World Series this year? And it's hard because there's a lot more opportunity this right. year. Right. The two teams in each division making the playoffs opens things up for the Absolutely. playoffs. Absolutely. And time. it's scary. And, come, and yeah. with baseball, anything could happen. Right. But with that said, if you had to pick, I don't know, let's go four t- top four teams. Uh, top four teams I'm probably going to go with when fully healthy, the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I'm going to go with the Nationals. And hmm. <laughs> the fourth team's tricky. Because, I mean, part of me wants to say it could be the, the Twins, but they have been kind of cold lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the other thing with the 60-game season. A lot of teams are taking a little bit of time to, to really get there. I haven't even – I have to look at the standings right now to see even who's like So here's top. your division leaders. I'll read them off yeah, real quick. Yeah, give me quick. some. Division leaders, uh, New York Yankees, 16-9. Yep. and nine. Uh, Minnesota, 17-10, and 10, but Cleveland's right behind them at 16-10. Right, that's and why 10. it's tough for me. I don't want to pick Minnesota there. Oakland, 19-9. and nine. Yeah, Oakland's been hot, but I don't I don't know. They're, they're too young for me to be confident to say that they're a top team. Right. Um, Atlanta, 15 and 11. That's a division that can go any which way because right, right behind them is Miami at 10 and yeah, 10. Yeah, which Miami, I mean, they, they missed most of the beginning of the season because of their COVID yep. fears and, and, and positive tests. Chicago Cubs, our favorite Cubbies, 16 and 9. Yeah, they just came here and beat the brakes off us last uh, week. That you can, let's put it mildly. And then uh, your Dodgers at uh, 20 and 8. Yeah. So, so, I mean, 
it's hard to say. I mean, it's it, hard to it say. It really is. Right now, it's early, and I mean, baseball truly. I, I want to throw the Indians in there. I think the Indians are potentially to be scary in, if they do something different with the bats. Instead right. of top four, I'll just go top two. If I'm going to give a World Series prediction right, right now, I'll go, go Yankees-Dodgers. Such a boring World Series. It really is. I mean, I hate to say it, but those are the best two teams, I think. I mean, the Yankees are fucking loaded, man. They really I mean, are. I mean, and like I said, they're not even healthy right now, and they're still one of the best teams yeah. in the league. That that lineup, that that batting lineup is scary. Who do you who do you pitch around on that fucking team? Nobody. You know what I mean? Nobody. So, I, for me, the Yankees are going to be right there. They're possibly going to be World Series champions, and I'm going to be devastated because I fucking hate the Yankees too. But yeah. But what it's going to be interesting. Though. I'm really interested to see who gets in the extra teams and what that does. And I think this playoff structure, I mean, are they trying to test it this year to maybe stick around for the future? Is that what they're utilizing this season for? Is it kind of test a couple things? I don't know. I almost think they're doing it as like, because you're only getting 60 games. We know some teams take a little longer to get started. We're trying to be as fair as possible, so they're letting extra teams in. I don't know if they'll do this going forward, because I do feel like it will kind of water down the playoff games for baseball. So it's tough to say. Would I like to see more teams and more opportunities for a team like the, the the Indians to make the playoffs every year? Of course. But at the same time, that almost hurts the Indians' chances because then that's more teams they have to get through to get to the World right, Series. Right, so right. it's kind of a double-edged sword, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I so, would be okay with them going back to the original division winners and a wild-card team going forward next year. Mm-hmm. I think for this 60-game season, I'm okay with this setup. Right. But yeah. I don't think I'd like to see it going forward. I personally don't. How about you? No, I mean, it's. I, I want to see how it is this year first before I have an actual opinion. I like the idea right now. Because I think, yeah, I, I feel like if, if, a, if a two seed, like a divisional number two, yeah. wins the World Series somehow yeah, this year, then I'm going to go all on board for it because yeah. look at that, it worked. Yeah. But if a two seed goes in and then they just get smoked by all the top seeds, yeah. you're going to go, what the fuck? It didn't it make a pointless. difference. pointless, exactly. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how it happens this year. Um, quick question. So since we're obviously COVID, yep. how what's your what's been your opinion on how the um, MLBs handled everything so far? What, what how do you like the broadcasting of the games, the cutouts in the stands, the piped in noise? Uh, the piped in noise is strange to me because I listen because I'm on second shift, so I'm at work for most Indians games. I listen to them, and it's weird for me to hear fans cheering every once in a while because then I go, oh shit, who's that? And then I'm like, wait, that's fake. Like when we were in Cincinnati, I remember Cincinnati really pumps up the crowd noise. And I kept hearing it, and I just kept thinking, like, what the fuck is that? And then I'm like, no, it's not real. It's not real. I had to yeah. keep telling myself. So there's a little bit of a mind fuck. I'm still personally not adjusted to the no fans thing. It's weird. Um, I do like that some of the teams have offered to allow fans to buy cardboard cutouts to put in the seats. Another thing I hate the Indians for, the New York Mets. New York. I think the Indians are actually doing it now. They are, but yeah. hear me out on this. Okay, okay. The New York Mets. New York is a huge market. One of the you know biggest cities, obviously, arguably one of the richest cities in the world. Like in terms of like your your standard pay for the average person, because I think it was the '86 Mets won the World Series. They were charging fans eighty-six dollars to put a cardboard cutout in the stands, and I think they get it at the end of the season. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember if it's the Mets or if it was another team. If it if a foul ball hits your cutout, you get that foul ball as if you're at the game. There's also a couple teams doing it too, but the Mets are also doing it too. Awesome publicity, great move for the fans to get people involved. I love it. Yeah. Go to the Indians. The Indians waited about a couple of weeks into the season before they decided they're going to allow fans to get cardboard cutouts. What do you get with your cardboard cutout as the Indians? $100. And that's it. You get a cardboard cutout for $100. You get nothing else. You get no balls. Is it you a, don't get the cutout at the end of the season. 
Is it a free re- free replacement if you get broke by the ball hitting you? Probably didn't even put that in the fine print. I'm <laughs> guessing if yours breaks or gets sun damaged or if they leave they'll it out They'll send in the you rain, an invoice for a new one. Yeah, they'll just tell you you owe them another 100 if you want to sit back in your seat. So leave it to the Dolans to charge $15 more or whatever, you know, however much, $13 more. Because I think they're charging $99 technically, I think it was, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. But they're charging more than the Mets in fucking New York. And there's nothing beneficial about it other than part of the money goes to charity. That's it? That's it. That's literally all they're doing. The cheap fucking Dolans are finding a way to fucking line their pockets yep. with, with Indians fans' money any way they can. They're such crooks. I fucking hate them as well. We've covered that before, too. Yeah. Oh, yes, we have. I don't, I don't want to go too in-depth because I'm going to start getting texts from Greg about how much he hates him. <laughs> yeah, that, that I still like that episode we had Greg on. He really it was great. I would love to have great. Greg back again, especially with baseball being back up. Um, so my opinion on this is I think it's it's been weird watching um, with no fans. But what's been interesting to me is the fact that you can't talk shit anymore from your dugout without the other dugout hearing you. And yeah, and, like two weeks ago, I think it actually started a fight where a dugout yeah. was in a dugout, said some shit about the other team, and the other team heard it, and all hell broke loose. And the umps, too. You can't even, like, shit talk an umpire like you used to. Oh, you to hear everything to, now. You could heckle a little bit, and they might think it's someone in the crowd, but now they know it's a fucking player. It's got to yeah, be a player absolutely. or a coach, so you can't get away and, with anything. And you actually legit hear what is being said, and it's... You absolutely. Know, it's, I don't know, it's funny to me, but it's, it's crazy, you know? It is. I, I mean... We're in crazy times in the world, and it's just good to see that some of these organizations and the leagues were able to come up with ideas that were safe and smart, yeah. and it, it, it's hurting their pockets, but they're still putting a product out there, and I respect them for that because obviously fans and and concessions and tickets are, are where they're making their money, and they're still w- willing to go forward with the season and pay the players and, and you know go, and I, I love it. I'm so happy that sports are back. Um, it's crazy how much sports has been such an inner you know like it, it's a big part of our society it's the backbone of america yeah i, think I mean sports are truthful. without sports i mean we all kind of were going crazy right even people who aren't even big sports fans what's the number one thing you can talk to a complete stranger at a bar about yeah absolutely whatever games on tv world of it, warcraft you could have a conversation Wor- world of warcraft. yeah world of warcraft penis size you know there's a couple things you could talk about you don't with lead with penis size usually that's oh, okay. i but I, I say that are for you the an over six or below six or oh, let's talk let's oh way yourself. below i'm a <laughs> i'm a grower not a shower are we talking flaccid <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the the number one thing you talk to people about is sports. I mean, there's times I'll be, honestly, even to go back to the bathroom talk, I'll be taking a leak at a bar and some random guy will just walk in and be like, oh, fucking Browns. Like, he just, they're just drunk and they just want to talk sports. Yeah, and fuck I'm Browns. Like, I'm just like, yeah. yeah. He was talking about his poop, actually. That's what he <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's really fucking brown. And I'm like, oh, wow, it is. <laughs> and then I'm like, how did I get in the stall with you? But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, sports are such a universal thing. I mean, I've gone to Punta Cana a handful of times, and there's been times I go down there, and they'll say, you know, the workers will go, oh, where are you from? And I go, Cleveland. They go, oh, LeBron James, right away. That's yeah. all they know. That's that's how they associate. So it's universal. It's cultural. It's awesome. Sports are just amazing, and that's why I love them so much. So it's great to see them back. Um, I need another beer. So, yeah, baseball's back. 60-game season. Indians are going right now. They're currently in second place. For those of you keeping track at home, should be an interesting couple of months here or whatever a month and a half however long it's going to take him to get through another you know rest of the season so so i mean my question is is so we know nba is going to finish yep will baseball finish i think so because they're trying to do their best to keep people out i think as long as they keep the players away from the public and i mean the major league baseball is not necessarily bubbled but to an extent they are because i mean look at like we said earlier look at police and clevenger those two went out and they weren't welcome back 
it wasn't even a two-week quarantine. The teammates were so fucking mad at them, they basically kicked them off the team. Yeah. That, to me, speaks volumes about what's going on right now in the world. And that, to me, shows other teams to go, you know what? We should take this serious as well. And let's finish the season. Hopefully, the world will be back to normal by then. And then everything's good. But for these couple of months, you have a job to do. You're asked one small thing. Don't go out. That's it. Just listen. Right. And I think as long as teams and, and players do that, Major League Baseball will be fine. Yeah, I think they're going to finish. I think um, it's going to be without issue. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think, honestly, I hate to, I hate that the Indians were the example, but the Indians were the team that showed the rest of the league what to do and what not to do. Right. So we've seen two leagues do it somewhat correctly. Now let's get into the league. I think it's going to fuck everything up. Yeah, football, there's almost no chance the NFL is going to be able to get a season in, in my opinion, because you figure... You have a, what, 75-man roster or something like that, yep. I think, in the in the NFL. You have hundreds of coaches. I mean, there's so many fucking coaches on, a, on, a, on an NFL team. You have all the equipment people. There's so much involved in football that's way bigger than any other sport. You think you're going to be able to keep them in line for 32 teams traveling from city to city? It's the NFL, man, and honestly, I hate to say it. I don't think I, – I, I, part of me wants to think that they're not going to finish their season – but part of me is going to say they're going to push forward no matter what. They'll push forward, but my concern is for teams and specific certain players. Because, I mean, look at a team like Baltimore. We'll just use them as the example. Well, let's say Baltimore is on a hot streak. They're 4-0, something like that. Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to win another MVP. They're the team to beat. And then a couple of the players decide to go out and party, and Lamar Jackson catches COVID. The NFL says he has to sit for two weeks. That kind of puts them in a spiral. They lose, or even, we won't even say in the beginning of the season. Let's say later in the season. Let's say, hypothetically here, big hypothetical, they're battling the Browns for a playoff spot. It's it's week 13 or something like that. These wins are huge. Boom, Lamar Jackson test positive. He has to sit for two weeks. The Ravens are going to be fucking furious. Their season was, was, was basically ended because of the COVID, yep. because of their stupid teammates, or however they may have contracted it. We snuck over there and gave it to them. Right. So that's how, how I look at this is like there's going to be certain teams of like same thing with like the Seahawks practicing in the NFL. You get obviously only six days to, to, to practice for your next opponent unless you're on a bye week. What if they tell the Seahawks, all right, you guys have to miss a day of practice because a couple players tested positive. You have no Russell Wilson on Sunday. You know what I mean? The, the Seahawks are going to say, fuck that. We're, we're done for the season. Then we're just for, we're not we're not playing the rest of the year. We're done. Like yeah. people are going to throw fits. Because that's too much. You can't afford to miss practice days. You can't afford to be without your best players for non-injuries and like things like that. I really think that's what's going to fuck up the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I think they'll finish. I think it's going to be a very interesting season. Could be very ugly. It could be very ugly. I mean, that's the thing too. And I'm just speaking of, I mean, just fantasy football wise. So I'm, I have a league that I run, and you're in leagues too and yep. stuff. And my biggest question and concern this year is like, how do we plan for COVID? You know, like. We extended an, an injury reserve list. You know, we're putting an extra person out there. But the question that I pr- proposed to my entire league is, if the league gets suspended or it's done, what do you want to do? Do we carry over? Do we, you know, move on? It's just stuff you got to plan for because yeah. there's a good chance that that could happen. And, you know, it's me being selfish a little bit because that's just who I am as a person. But I look at it as like, if I, let's say we, we I'm in a fantasy league, I draft my team, and two of my top draft picks get hurt. Yep. Okay, understandable. Shit happens. It sucks, but that's part of fantasy football. It's going to cost me the season. I'm not going to make the playoffs. I'm not going to obviously win the championship. You roll with the punches. 
Now let's say a couple of my top draft picks miss a couple of weeks because of COVID. Mm -hmm. That's when I'm going to go, what the fuck? These guys are out because of this fucking illness that, like, should have been preventable, but somebody might have given it to them because they were irresponsible. Like, I don't know. I guess I could look at it as an injury type of way, like, if I look at it in in that, that light. But at the same time, it is just irritating to think about that that could cost you your season, that there could be a couple people that get COVID and... You're going to be without a couple great players on your fantasy team. And it would be the year that the Browns are legit. Right. That, that this would happen. And, hey, you know what? I don't care if there's an asterisk next to it. Win's a win. Give me a championship. <laughs> Could you imagine? I, 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 I say that for the Indians. I, I tell my buddies that all the time. I'm like, uh, if any other team wins a World Series this year, I'm going to say, well, there's an asterisk next to it because there was this was a 60-game COVID season. Yep. If the Indians win, fuck you. It was a championship. I don't care. There's no <laughs> asterisk next to it. <laughs> but, uh, it doesn't go both ways. Yeah, exactly. It's one one or the other. If, if it's Cleveland, it doesn't matter. If it's anybody else, fuck, that doesn't count. Right, exactly. So, yeah, the NFL is going to be in some shit. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, college football is basically all but canceled. Uh, I know some players and some conferences are trying to petition to get it going, but I almost think it's going to be impossible because you had a couple colleges try to open up. You had Notre Dame, you had North Carolina, who are two of the most prestigious universities in the United they States. Ted said a shit ton of people. North Carolina, or um, yeah, North Carolina has one of the top medical divisions in all of America, if I'm not mistaken, and. They opened back up for students to come in, and boom, they're, they're, they were up like 20% of them tested positive for COVID. They already had to cancel all in-person classes. Same with Notre Dame. So They lasted a week at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised it went that far. So it's a mess. Schools are schools are canceled. Uh, sports are going to be getting canceled. Like I said, there's players in some, some conferences that are trying to petition to get football going, but at the same time, I think there's so many people that are against it that it's just not going to fly. There's no way. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's I don't know. I, it's this entire season. Is just, I, I feel like I just I just think in the back of my head to think that the Browns are going to be they're going to start out on fire. They're going to go out and like be five and two, six and three or something. And all of a sudden, boom, shit the bed, and there goes the season because of the virus or whatever. You know what I mean? But also the only the other way to look at it though, positively, if you can, I would think and hope that they're going to um, honor contracts to where if this season gets canceled, it's it. Doesn't count against it. Doesn't count time. against anybody. Yeah, exactly. That would be that would be nice, right? To get all these players for another extra year. I would think. I mean, I would almost assume that they have to do that personally because, you know, how can you go out there and let's say we get six weeks in before they cancel the season? Are you going to tell me that those six weeks, boom, that's a year off of that's Kareem Hunt's contract comes to an end because yeah. we only have him for one more year? So you're going to tell me that he can't come back next year? You know what I mean? Like little things like that. I'm I'm not okay with. So I hope I hope they can figure all this out and they have a plan for it. I would assume that they would. Because, again, I think teams would be pissed if they lose people that they only had for one-year contracts after only having them for six weeks. Right. No, I agree. I'd be, I would be. I mean, I'm sure it's already worked out. I, I, would I haven't read anything about it yet, but yeah. I'm sure they've already figured that out. This could be, like, NFL. behind the scenes, they're working on some sort of an emergency plan in case any of this comes to fruition. But right. we'll see. So about the Browns, what's your, what's your thoughts? Well, I... Uh, I'm happy with what they did in the draft. I think that they've made some good decisions. I mean, we haven't even really had a chance to talk about all their their moves and stuff. Uh, I don't even think we we did an episode after free agency, did we? No. No. So they signed Austin Hooper. They signed Jack Conklin, right tackle. Um, They signed Carl Joseph. They signed Anderson Dejo, the safety. They signed B.J. Goodson, the linebacker. They signed... 
What's up? You mentioned Carl Joseph. Yeah, I got Carl Joseph. They signed um, Adrian Claiborne, the defensive end. They've added a lot of pieces and parts to this team. They signed Kevin Johnson, who just lacerated his liver. Yeah, liver the other day in practice. Um, They had a really solid draft. Excuse me. They took some some no-brainer picks, in my opinion. I think Jedrick Wills being there, number 10 overall. Former right tackle at Alabama that a lot of people were like, oh, why the fuck would you take a right tackle? However... I understand protecting a left-handed quarterback. Exactly. He was the blindside blocker for a left-handed quarterback. I understand it's different footwork, it's different positioning, but I also think that at his skill level, that's going to be a pretty smooth transition, I hope. And uh, we'll go from there, but I'm a big fan of that that pick. Second round, they took Grant Delpit, who I would have been okay with them trading up and taking in the first round. You know my love yep. for Grant Delpit. Yep. So I was so happy when they took him. Um, I truly am just very happy with who they drafted. They took a couple depth players. They got... Um, Nick Harris, the center slash guard out of Washington, who's been Nick, doing actually pretty good. He's been very good, and I mean, you got to think about Treader's been out the last the yeah. JC Treader so. had that knee procedure, so Treader's not one hundred percent. Treader's not getting any older. Uh, right guard right now is Wyatt Teller, who's not a for sure starter. So Nick Harris is a good opportunity right now to come in and be a day one playmaker, very possible. So another good draft pick there by the Browns. Um, I just, I mean, it's all has to be done on Sundays. I was so excited last year. You guys know. I'm sure you guys will not, never let me forget how excited I was for last year's 2019 campaign. And the Browns came out and shit the bed. So, to me, it's show me on Sundays. I'm not going to get that excited. Am I Am I hopeful? Yes. But am I going to give them, oh, we're, we're winning the division 12-4? and four? Fuck no. Fuck no. Not. I'm not talking about anything like that at all. I remember <laughs> those times. I'll give a prediction when we get closer to the season starting because, as I told Kyle before this episode started, I didn't want to spend a ton of time on the NFL because they haven't officially started yet. They're still in training camp mode. So I figured with Major League Baseball and with the NBA happening currently, those were the top two things we needed to get to. Mm -hmm. So the NFL, we can recap the draft, we can give predictions, we can do a fantasy episode. All that fun shit will be coming at a later time. I will say that before COVID, before we ended the show and took it for a hiatus, that we were both kind of skeptical of the front office that came in. You 100%. Know? We weren't sure what was going to happen. We both had predictions of what they were going to do. They were going to shoot the bed. He's going to be horrible. But I think I can probably speak for both of us and say that we've both been genuinely surprised with the draft, the moves, the signings, what they've done, who they brought in. You know, And it's it's been kind of like a maybe get a little bit excited but you know still have a little more reserve to it um but i've been pretty happy so far i know when the draft is all said and done you and i texted a lot and we're like jesus um this legit legit draft right there you know and i'm happy the, with the it. free I mean, agent I'm, signings legit free agent signings you know they however fix needs. there haven't been many years where i wasn't really excited with the browns draft on paper i've always been relatively excited except for the Corey coleman year i'll never get over that one even the trent richardson year 100 percent. i mean i wanted andrew luck and that we were never going to get him, so I kind of had to move on from there. But, yeah, yeah Trent Richardson was a solid player. Um, we got Mitchell Schwartz that year, who's arguably the best tackle in football right now. Not playing for the Browns. And they let him go with Andrew Barry was part of that regime that let him walk. Just <laughs> don't let anybody forget that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they had a, they've had some decent drafts where you look back and you're like, wow, it sucked. But at the time, you're like, okay, they drafted a need. They drafted a, a solid player in a spot where everybody else kind of had them projected to play. You can't really pan out if a guy's going to be a bust or not, but you can kind of project where they're going to go. And for the most part, I think the Browns made some decent decisions. Brandon Whedon obviously was an older quarterback. He was very, he, very raw. But for me at that point of my life and as my, of my Browns fandom, 
He was coming in to replace uh, Colt McCoy at the time. I hated Colt McCoy. I still to this day hate Colt McCoy. So almost any quarterback the Browns would have drafted that year, I would have been more than okay with because I wanted Colt McCoy out that badly. So was Brandon Whedon my top choice? No. But he wasn't Colt McCoy, so I was happy either way. <laughs> and that was the same thing with Johnny Manziel. Was I a diehard Johnny Manziel fan coming out of college? Yes. He was fun to watch. And when the Browns took him, I was only happy because he was replacing Brian Hoyer. Truthfully... I don't know if I've ever said this on this show, but I've said it to my friends, and I have a documented proof if anybody ever wants to see it. Um, that year in the draft, I wanted the Browns to take Mike Evans or Khalil Mack. They instead took Justin Gilbert. And then I wanted them to take Teddy Teddy Bridgewater, and they took Johnny Manziel. Teddy Bridgewater was still available. They, I believe they traded back a little bit. Yeah, I think we had the fourth overall pick that year. A lot of people wanted them to take Sammy Watkins. I did not. I wanted them to take Khalil Mack or Mike Evans, who I think both would have been there at our draft pick. And then with our second first-round pick, they took Manziel, where I wanted Teddy Bridgewater. So call me crazy, but I think I could have put a fucking decent team together if they would have listened to my drafting. Yeah, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's been through the ringer, and he's he's now a starting healthy, quarterback. When healthy, he's and, a damn good quarterback, yeah, he's though. now he just, down in Carolina. Yeah, and so, I he mean, blew his knee out horribly with the Vikings, but at that time, I mean, he was their starting quarterback. He was their mm-hmm. franchise quarterback. Yeah, and Cleo Mack, he's kind of he's kind of good, too. He's decent. Mike Evans is okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I could have put together a pretty okay team. If people would listen to me, but if no. If only they, you were the GM of the Browns. You ain't kidding. <laughs> then they take these fucking guys. But I again, I was just happy that Manziel was coming in to not be Brian Hoyer. I hated Brian Hoyer. So now We all wanted to will Johnny Manziel to a victory there, but yeah. it just did. Nah. It, it goes for me. I mean, I'm such a fan of, of the Browns. I want them to succeed in the worst way, and I know a bad quarterback when I see one. And it was the same with, with Brady Quinn. They, they drafted Brady Quinn. Was he my favorite quarterback that year? No. But he wasn't Derek Anderson. I hated Derek Anderson, so get him the fuck out of right. here. And then Derek Anderson goes on to, to win 10 games, go to the Pro Bowl, and then never to be heard from again. He fucking he came back to reality very quickly. <sighs> Sad times. The Browns just always make the wrong choices because it, Kelly Holcomb, I hated him. I loved Tim Couch. They replaced Tim Couch with Kelly Holcomb, and it was back to misery. So <laughs> go Browns. Uh, that's about all I got for right now. I don't want to overwhelm it with NFL because, like I said, we got a lot to catch up on. I want to do a full draft recap for all teams, um, go over, like, their give draft grades, stuff like that for the yep. next time we talk. Um, well, we can't end the show without talking about uh, Stipe. No, no, I was going definitely going to get to that to oh, end okay. it. I just want to say, like, sports, oh, main yeah, sports-wise, sports we're wise, done. Yeah. Uh, I think we covered everything for the most part. Next time we talk, we'll hopefully be into the second round of the NBA playoffs. We'll have yep. a little bit more to talk about. Baseball will be heating up to getting closer to the postseason. And, yeah, as Kyle said last week, Cleveland's own, keeping the belt in Northeast Ohio, Stipe Miocic with a huge decision victory over Daniel Cormier. I know you watched the fight. I watched the fight. Yeah, what did you think? I Honestly, it, it was different than the first two, you know. This one was crazy. I was expecting. I didn't. If, for those of you that don't know, this one went the distance. I did not see that coming. No, honestly. I thought I thought someone no was getting, I these, thought somebody was getting dropped in the first two, two rounds. These two big heavyweights are going to go the distance. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, no way. I just 25 minutes I'm in the sorry. cage. No. I don't know what you thought, but when Stipe fucking looked ripped. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked in the best shape I've ever seen him in before. And, and truthfully, he still looked a little pudgy because that's just his body frame. Yeah. But that was arguably the best Cormier's been in shape-wise also. Yeah. He was in really good shape, too. So that's like, those two brought their fucking A game. Yeah. And Stipe still came out on top. They didn't disappoint. Not at all. I mean, I, that was... I, I get the eye gouge that Stipe had against Cormier really, whatever, blinded I mean, him. I mean, it happens. Cormier's done it, too. 
more than once against right. Stipe. Yeah. Um, but I thought not the f- to say that it was intentional by no, Stipe or anything. No, of course. But, I don't think it was. But it's but, happened more to Stipe than it has yeah. for Stipe. So to hold that against him for getting one victory because of it, yeah. it's like, fuck you. I mean, there were some there were some haymakers thrown in that match. For sure. I mean, Steve, a, Stipe ate, ate some punches and kept coming. And so He's got Cormier. a steel jaw. He that does. You just, it's hard to knock that fucking dude out, dude. It's, it's really So, tough. I mean, I, I, did I miss an announcement? I don't Did DC officially retire? Because I thought he was supposed to do it the next day, but I didn't hear any official retirement out of him no not official i mean he announced beforehand he would be calling it quits i think he was gonna um what i heard from people were that they were almost ufc was banking on cormier winning yeah they wanted cormier to win and then it would be john bones jones versus daniel cormier again huge money maker for ufc and then Stipe won. That kind of kind of fucked up their plans and they're like Fuck. why does everybody hate Stipe? because he's just not that poster boy is that what he's it is? not i mean to me i don't know why he isn't Who's a better story to you? A guy that's just a fighter and like a family man or a guy that's a fighter, a family man, champion, who also is a firefighter in his day job and hasn't quit his day job? What's, Absolutely. What's, what's Daniel Cormier doing in his day-to-day life? He's not saving lives and fighting fires. No. He's hanging out with his kids, just enjoying his life, which nothing wrong with that. But Stipe's a better story. And you know what's funny about Stipe is that he doesn't look like your genuine heavyweight. Not at all. Like, he, lo- he doesn't look like he's a heavyweight fighter. No. You know? If I saw him at the store, like he's he's like yeah. as tall as me, like we're almost the same size. Like, like I would probably, see him. Like, just, yeah, I could probably even, take this guy. I wouldn't even think twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd talk shit to him and get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> but still, like he does not your typical, like, I would have loved to have seen a Stipe Brock Lesnar fight, you know? I would they, love to see Stipe beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. He would have beat the shit out of him. No chance. But that's the thing, though. So now it goes down to this. We I think what's built to the next fight is a is a John Jones versus Stipe fight, which I, in my opinion, and you can give yours, I think John John. You we talked about this. John Jones is a hell of a fighter. I think, and I think you're probably gonna disagree with me that I think Stipe would would probably win that fight. Uh, I mean, it's tough to say because John Jones is typically fighting at the light heavyweight division. You have to come so up a gonna, couple of pounds. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna have to put some weight on. He's he's. I don't. To my knowledge, I'm not a diehard UFC fan, so I could be mistaken. So correct me if I'm wrong. I apologize. But I don't know if John Bones Jones has ever fought at the heavyweight division. No, I think he's the highest he's gone in his middle. So this is going to be a, a, a big trans, transition for him. First time he's ever done it. After being out of UFC for a while because of his issues off the mat, he has obviously some substance issues. He keeps getting suspended, things like that. He The guy's a train wreck in real life. Um, so I think that's kind of a lot to ask him to move up a weight class. I mean, he's, he's strong. I don't think he's anybody's a, asking him. I think he wants to He wants to because basically... I mean, Dana White's giving him a championship match. They, they, he's such a money maker for them. Dana White will do anything for that guy. Yeah. So, for them, him fighting for the heavyweight championship because they were hoping it was going to be Cormier is so much better for their brand. So, and and for money, so they're just going with it. I mean, that's the rumor. He's going to be fighting Stipe. <coughs> I don't think Stipe is going to back down from anybody. He doesn't give a fuck who you put in the ring with him. Um, it 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 is really hard for me because. I love Stipe, but at the same time, I know how good of a fighter John Bones Jones is, but I also don't know how good he can be as a heavyweight. Yeah. So, to I me, still don't think we've ever be... seen Stipe's potential fully. I mean, no. Stipe always molds to who he's fighting. Right. And even Cormier said after that match, he said there were things that Stipe did this match, and he said we did not expect him to do that. Last yeah. time he was doing this, this time he did something totally different. Yeah. Like, that just shows you how smart of a fighter he is. He changed his, his game plan completely, and it got him a victory. 
Yeah, I so mean that's out. that's what I'm saying. Like I think Stipe's full potential has never been put to the test. I mean, when he fought, what's his what's a, the big fucking Nigerian dude, Nagano? Uh, yeah, I think it was Nagano. I know he, who you're talking about. I've I mean, never. Stipe's, I was worried. I we were at your house. Fight, yeah. We were at your house. I was like, ooh, this guy's big. This and be what Stipe do? He dominated. held him down. He dominated held him down guy. and kept pounding him. Like he just got on top of him. He, he put weight up against him. He held him up against the cage, and that's what he did. Is he wore him out, and then he just took him to the end, and that's it. You know, that's because that's how he had to fight him. You yeah. know, but. It's perfect. I've seen Stipe knock people the fuck out too in the first round. You know when he won the championship in Cleveland, I think. So I'm very excited to see what happens in that department. It's going to be interesting. But I mean, you know, the cool thing about UFC is it's going to be it's going to be a while. We've got months before anything actually happens. I still want to see my boy Connor fight this year, but I don't think it's going to happen. Highly unlikely. Um, your best bet's going to see him beating up an old man in a pub. He likes to do that on camera. So get your hand off his, his whiskey. You and get to see a fight. So it's better than nothing. <laughs> he still wins. Though. That's all that matters. <laughs> No, I think the next big fight's going to be, um, um, uh, what's Khabib versus, yeah. um, Gath, yeah. Gathy, Gathy, I don't know what his beats, name is. Beats the fuck out of me. I Either way, that's going to be the next, that's going to be the next big fight that I'll probably get because that's going to be an interesting fight. Um, but other yeah, than that, that's pretty I'm much very it. open about my non-watching of UFC. So when people start naming off these people, I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Well, you know who Khabib is, right? Khabib, yeah, I know yeah. I know Khabib because of him and McGregor. Right. I obviously know Conor McGregor. I know Nate Diaz or the Diaz brothers. Because of Conor McGregor. Yep. Um, I know, obviously, John Bones Jones, Anderson Silva, uh, Daniel Cormier, Stipe, and Brock Lesnar. And that's about it. Well, the guy that, that, kind of that Khabib's going to fight has, is was, was the dominated by Connor back in the day. Like he just took him out in like two rounds. Mm. And uh so he's worked himself back up through the middleweight division or the the welterweight division, whatever that lightweight division. I don't know. Beats me. Anyways he worked himself back up. Guys. And, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He worked himself back up. Now he hasn't lost in a long time, so he's earned his chance to go against Khabib, who Khabib just beat Connor. Yeah, so Khabib so should it's a very interesting should dynamic him pretty should, easily you would should. Think, we'll but, see though. Yeah. I mean any given day. All right. Well, that was a good episode. I think you you comfortable with that? You happy? It's it had to shake the rust off, man. It, yeah, I was expecting we were going to be on here for like two hours, but at the same time, excuse me, I didn't want to drone on on topics yeah. for too long. Yeah. So I think we were right at the cusp of like we gave you just enough, and then we moved on. Well, we're going live here in a little bit too. Yeah. So nobody will obviously hear this yet, but we are going to do a Facebook live, which we posted on the on the, yep. the Facebook page. Uh, we plan on doing this every so often, which we'll announce in advance. So a day of recording, we'll we'll go we'll go live afterwards and do a try Q&A. to stick to like an every other week thing, maybe. Yeah, I like that. So basically, if anybody has questions or shit they want to talk about with us, hit us up on there um, for next time. Yep. So absolutely, that's it for me. Anything for you? Nothing for me. Good, All right, good see you guys back.